We are seeing one of the greatest end time threats unfold before our eyes. Today, I'm joined by Senator Josh Hawley, and we're discussing gender confusion, toxic masculinity, the suicide epidemic, the evils of social media and TikTok, and what it's doing to your children and more. End time subscribers get access to the entire interview where we discuss things YouTube won't allow. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. It's an honor for me today to be joined by Senator Josh Hawley. Josh is the author of the best-selling book, The Tyranny of Big Tech. He represents Missouri in the U.S. Senate, where he is known for defending the unsung heroes in America who go to work, raise a family, and deserve a fair chance to get ahead. Before his election to the Senate in 2018, he worked as a First Amendment lawyer and law professor and served as the Attorney General of Missouri. Uh, Josh and his wife Erin met while they were clerking at the Supreme Court. They live in Ozark, Missouri, and have three children, Elijah, Blaze, and Abigail. I want to thank you, Senator, for joining me today. Thank you. And you've written this new book, Manhood, The Masculine Virtues America Needs. It is a fantastic book. Now, this book talks about what's happening in our culture right now. It deals with the root issues of what's happening right now. What raised your concern about what's happening with men and boys in our culture? Well, I tell you, the first thing is, is that I'm a father of three and my two older kids are boys. So my son Elijah is 10 years old now. My son Blaze is eight years old. And really, it started with my boys. I mean, thinking about my obligations as a dad to them and as a follower of Jesus, you know, what is it that I am, am obliged to do and also have the honor to do in terms of raising them, helping them to, number one, know the Lord, but then also yeah. to know his call on their life, to know his great plan for them. And so, Jimmy, really, the book was born out of that. It was me thinking about my boys and thinking about the messages they're hearing today yeah. out there in the world that say that to be a man is a bad thing, that to be a man is to be an oppressor, that to be a man is to make the world a worse place. And that's not what the Lord says. That's not what the Bible says. So the book really was started as a chance to say, here's what the Bible says about God's plan for men and a call to men in this country to stand up and to fulfill their God-given role. Well, your, your book talks to the heart of that issue. What are the greatest threats? And your book talks about what are some of the greatest threats that men and boys are facing today? Well, I think one of them is, let's just start with the message that they're hearing, that, that boys are hearing, that men are hearing, which is that to be a man is to be toxic. You know, this is something that boys have pounded into their heads. You know, I mentioned my little boys from the time they go to elementary school, practically, they get pounded into their heads. This idea that to be a boy is a bad thing, yeah. to be a man is in and of itself a bad thing, and that the only thing really good you can do as a man is to renounce your masculinity and to be passive and, and to be pliable and to do as you're told. And I just think, you know, with our, every parent in America who has a boy will, will recognize this syndrome. You send your kids off to school, yeah. and what are the kids told? What are your boys told at school? That they need to sit still, that if they want to run around, that's disruptive, that if they want to play with guns, that's a, that's a threat, uh, <laughs> that if they want to play aggressively, you know, that's dangerous. So the boys have that pounded into them. They get a little bit older. And then they're told that, you know, masculinity is inherently evil and toxic. And then, Jimmy, by the time they're teenagers and in their 20s, we start seeing the kind of numbers that we see with suicides off the charts now. Highest suicide rate among young men, young men we've ever had. Drug abuse off the charts. Young men dropping out of school. And not just college, but we're talking about even high school. The number yeah. of men, boys completing high school has fallen to decades uh, high numbers, or maybe a decade low, I should say. So you look at this and you think, man, there is something seriously wrong with men in this country in yeah. terms of 
how they're living, uh, how they're feeling. And I think the message that they're hearing from the culture, from the, the liberal culture, if we're going to be yeah. honest, yeah. is ex- it, that's what's toxic. It's not that men are toxic, it's that the message is. You, you tell a story in your book about your one of your dearest friends who committed suicide. And yeah. th- this is something that, you know, a lot of suicides are not reported. And so as suicides, but there is an epidemic of suicide. But really, you talk about it in your book, it's really a loss of purpose. Uh, that, you know, Epicurean type of mentality where people are, you know, they just lose their sense of purpose in life. In fact, their purpose is really just to be happy. Yeah, that's that's really in the book. I talk about this idea, this Epicurean idea. Epicurus was an ancient Greek philosopher, but his ideas are, are really pretty simple. It's just that the self is God. You know, right. that's the essence of it, right. that the self is God. Pleasure is God. And you think about it, that's really what our liberal culture preaches today. You that's know, right. that the self is God. Pleasure is God. The problem with that is it's totally empty. You know, you try pursuing that. It is totally, totally empty. If you believe that the universe is empty, that your life is inherently meaningless, that there is no eternity, yeah. there is no God, there is no salvation, and that it's basically just on you. Make yourself as happy as you can in those circumstances. Phew, boy, that's a that's a tall order. And by the way, it is an incredibly depressing task. And I think that's why we see more and more people, both genders, male and female of all ages, but especially young men. Yeah. We see them on drugs. We see them committing suicide. We see them saying that they're more depressed than ever. It's, it really is a loss of purpose. And we as Christians, we know that that is not only kind of a distortion, it's totally false. And we have a better, we have the answer for it. We have a better vision. And, and there's no uh, coincidence that all these things have happened while the family has been under attack and faith has been under attack. That's right. No, that, that's exactly right. And part of what I wanted to do in the book is for an audience that isn't necessarily a Christian audience, Jimmy. I mean, I, I hope that, I certainly hope that believers will get something out of this book, but I also hope that non-believers who are just open to it, you know, they may say, well, I'm not really a Christian or, you know, I'm not really religious, quote unquote, but they'll want to pick up this book. And what they'll get out of it is they'll get introduced to some of the stories of the Bible. What I do is yeah. I just go back to the Bible yeah. and tell the stories of great men of the Bible. And part of that is, is just reintroducing people to the foundational stories of the Word of God, where you begin to see the yep. lives of these men. And then also, you know, we meet some some amazing women there, too. I mean, you know, you've, you've got Abraham, and then you've got Sarah alongside him. But you look at these amazing people, these amazing men, and you start to see a different picture of what life can be about. And I, I think that showing people what the Word says, giving them hope for what their life could yep. be, boy, there's a lot of power there. We're going to be right back with the Tipping Point Show. Let me tell you, I've got a new book out called End Times Answers, 100 Real Questions from Real People. And on the Tipping Point Show, I answer questions from subscribers. These are a lot of those questions that are here, the most commonly asked questions. And so if you're wanting to know about the Antichrist, the rapture, who goes in the rapture, all those things like that, it's in here. And so get this new book, End Times Answers. You can go on endtimes.com or amazon.com. This will be released now on September 12th. So you can pre-order the book right now and be the first people to get it. I also want to tell you about our conferences coming up September 16th, just about four weeks from now, that we're going to be having uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, 
Pastor Ed Young and myself, we're going to be there teaching about the end times. It's going to be a special day. And Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is going to have a special celebration of Rosh Hashanah. This is during Rosh Hashanah, the conference is. And he's going to be blowing the, the ram's horn, the shofar, and he's going to be doing a special service. It's going to be a very special time. Love to have you there. Saturday, September the 16th, this is at Fellowship Church in Grapevine, Texas, and we have reserved seating. So you can go on endtimes.com. You can see there's a world at the top left. You just click on there. It'll take you to a page and you'll see the Tipping Point Conference. Click in there and you can reserve your seat. Now we have streaming. If you're a paid subscriber to endtimes.com, you get 50% off of streaming, which means that would be $25. You also get 50% off on your tickets. And so go on endtimes.com, reserve your seat. We're filling up. We still have a few good seats left, but it's filling up. So go on endtimes.com, sign up for the conference and also pre-order my new book. Well, you told a story in your book. You told a truth in your book I've never heard before. 41 years of ministry. You, you taught me something big right in the beginning of your book. You were talking about the Garden of Eden was to be expanded and that God created Adam and put him in there. But part of his task was to expand the garden. I've never heard that before. I just thought the Garden of Eden was the Garden of Eden. But there's a greater purpose for our lives than just self-pleasure or just happiness or something like that. And that's what your book goes to. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I, I love that picture of the Garden of Eden because it just, to me, as I was studying this, working on the book, reading about it, reading the scripture, reading all the various commentaries and scholars about this and learning myself, looking at the picture there of what God did. He makes a creation, calls it good, you know, puts Adam and Eve in the center of the garden. But what we really see is the garden, among other things, of course, it was a real place, but the garden was also a temple. It was a place where God dwelt. And, you know, what Scripture say? God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, right? So God dwelled there. And the rest of the creation is good, too. I mean, God made it all. But he only made one garden, and, and he gave Adam and Eve, but particularly Adam. Adam gets the charge. Adam's supposed to cultivate that garden and expand it out. And you just see, Jimmy, as men, we can see right there a purpose for our lives yes. that God calls yes. us. Yes. From the, from the moment we're made, calls us to participate in his work of expanding his presence into the world. And, of course, now we've got the fuller revelation that that's, that's Christ. That's the presence of Christ. That's his kingdom. Right. But even far back as Genesis, you know, when, when Jesus isn't yet on the scene, so to speak, I mean, he's already there, right? But he's not yet introduced on the pages of Scripture. We already see God's call to expand his presence into all the world. That's a fundamental core part of what we're supposed to do as men. And every man has that call. And I think... My hope is, is that in some small way, if, if a, men will read this book, some man who doesn't know Jesus, doesn't know the story of the Bible, but maybe he'll pick that up and he'll think, wait a minute, I want to learn more about this. Wait a minute, my purpose, you're telling me my life has a purpose that God made me with this purpose to change the world for him, to come to know him, uh, to be part of his plan. And the answer to all of that is yes. And I hope that that will inspire people. Well, I, I really hope, honestly, that every single man reads this, every father reads this, really every mother needs to read this too, as well as young men. You know, the sitting around, you tell in the beginning of your book, you talk statistically about how many men are not working today and how many young men are not working today. And that's where the depression and suicide runs. Yes. Yeah. It, we are looking at the largest number of men who are out of work. And I'm not just even talking about unemployed because, you know, the way that 
the government does those numbers. If you're unemployed, that means you're at least looking for work. Right. But here's the real crisis of our day is that we've got so many men who aren't even looking for work. And I'm talking, Jimmy, about able-bodied men. I'm not talking about men who have a disability. I'm talking about guys who could work. That's They've right. got the strength for it. They're working age and they're not even trying to work. It is the highest numbers that we have seen in American history. It is an extraordinary number of men. And you talk about a crisis for our country. It's yeah. a crisis socially, because those guys aren't providing for their families. Many of them aren't having families at all. That's right. Which is one of the reasons that we see fewer and fewer children in America. Yeah. Men aren't getting married. Those who do have kids, a lot of times they're not married and they're not supporting them. And they're not supporting the woman who they had the babies with, right. either their wives or their girlfriends, you know, so they're doing nothing to help. If we want to change this country, I say this to men all the time, listen, it, it's good to, to pass better laws. We need that. We need good leaders, sure. But if you want to change this country, call men to do what God meant them to do. Call them to be husbands and fathers That's who right. will provide for their children, provide for their wives, contribute. That's what will change America. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you enjoyed this interview. To see the entire interview with Senator Hawley, go to endtimes.com. Become a subscriber for $7 a month. God bless you.